Hello, everybody. Welcome to my very first episode of Divinely Genius Podcast with your host, Emperor Star. Hi, I'm Emperor Star. Thank you for joining me on this very first episode. I certainly appreciate it. Um, it's weird because it's been a long time coming for me uh, to even start this podcast because, you know, I had been told that I should have started one like over a year ago. And I guess it just took me getting in a place where I was confident enough to be able to get on here and and do it. There was a lot of factors that, you know, played into me not doing it. A lot of self-doubt and really just like having a lack mindset or a scarcity mindset about certain things. You know, and we really don't understand how that in itself can play an effect on the decisions that we make in our lives because we tend to um, be in survival mode when we don't know it. And being in survival mode will keep you from making certain decisions or it will actually keep you from making the decisions that's best for you in the moment because you're always thinking about the future. You're always you're in a more of a, I guess, a anxious mindset kind of, sort of, being in survival mode. But you know what? I got here. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. So I gave you, I just gave you a little bit of background about, you know, why I decided to start the podcast. You know, not only was it, but not only was it, um, in a situation where people outside of me thought that I should do it. it, I knew that I was being intuitively led to do it as well. It just took me a time, a little bit of time to get here. And what I did was I actually Googled so much or researched so much to where I saw how I was stopping myself. Like even in that was like a certain type of procrastination because it was like I was doing so much research to try to make it seem as though uh, I like I could tell the future or almost trying to expect, almost trying to know what to expect out of it or to create a level of expectation, you know, trying to pretty much tell the future. Like, or like be, I guess, fail proof, if that is, if that's even a thing, you know what I mean? And fortunately enough, I got past that. So I said to myself, uh, yesterday I was, um, on the road driving to pick up my children and I said to myself, well, where has not saying anything got you? Like where have being quiet gotten, have gotten you, it hasn't gotten you anywhere. You know what I mean? So why not say what you feel, you know, you're already doing it anyway, because I'm like a huge commenter on Instagram. Well, not just Instagram, but on social media period. Like I'm a really big commenter. So it's like, I was already putting out information or suggestions or my opinions So, you know, why not? Why not start the podcast? You know what I mean? I was trying to figure out exactly how I wanted to start it. Like what exactly I wanted to talk about. 
that I feel like that's most important today. And what I came across, I believe, was understanding your own energy and knowing when you're being manipulated by someone else, like learning how to differentiate from who you are versus from who, what someone else is projecting onto you. And we really don't, and also, also too, we really don't know when we are doing that to someone else as well, because, you know, we just have to become very aware and being aware is just knowing, realizing what's happening in the moment and not, and bringing attention to it, not necessarily being attached to the thought, but observing the thought or the situation as it's happening instead of overthinking it and making it something that it's not. I feel like that's what's being aware to me personally, because I can have a thought, but that, and I can observe that thought and ask myself, why am I, why is this thought here? Or what am I actually, what, what, what can I get out of this or what's really happening in the moment for me to recognize what that thought is versus attaching myself to it and letting it control my life. Like is the thought even real. And I think a lot of times we make our thoughts a thing to where we make it, we make it real. And next thing you know, we're full of, full of anxiety and stress and, you know, just we, we fucked ourselves up mentally simply because we attached ourselves to a thought instead of just being aware of exactly what's going on in the moment and looking at it and saying, okay, I had this thought. This is why I had this thought. And now let's just put it to the side. Like, okay, that happened, whatever. And then going on about your day, not allowing for the things that creep up in your mind to control you. And what we don't realize is that how the thoughts that does creep up in my mind, creep up in our head, how they can be put there by someone else very subtly too. It's like, so I had a situation, I'll use me an example. I had a situation where I felt like I wanted to move back home and I was like, in my heart of hearts, I know that me personally I don't want to move back home. I don't feel like there's anything really there for me. Yes, there's family there, there's friends there, but I just don't think my place is there. So I'm like, well, where is this coming from? Like, where is this thought coming from? And the thought was coming from the fact that whenever I would go home and I would hang out with my friends, I could tell that, you know, there's little things that people say like, yeah, well, you know, if you're here, you know, we, we could go do this, this, and this, or, well, you're not ever here or you, you'll cancel or you're not like, it's not like you're down the street or something like that. And it could be kind of a guilt trip, not necessarily a guilt trip, but it it can also be a form of Subtle manipulation because people know that if they were to put something in your mind, uh, they can just plant a seed. Uh, well, if I say these things, then 
maybe this person would start thinking about it. And then, and, and I remember my kid's dad, his sister-in-law, we was having a conversation one day and we were talking and she was saying, I we was talking about some type of situation we had had. And, uh, she said, well, what you have to do is she said, you have to put it in their head and then don't say anything else. Just forget about it. And she was like, and then later on, you bring it up again. They'll think it's, it was their idea. And I was like, holy crap. But that's manipulation, guys. That's what that is. But people do it so often to where we don't even recognize that it's been done to us. A lot of that, you know, that's why it's so important in being aware of the thoughts that you have and and being aware of what's yours and what's someone else's. Not attaching yourself to something so quickly and not realizing that you've been played or you've been manipulated. It happens all the time in relationships. It happens all the time dealing with people. Now I've never been married. And so I can't speak, speak from a marriage perspective, nor will I ever, because I know it's a totally different, you know, situation. And I just know that I've been around multiple people who were married who have told me things about marriage. So it's not something that I have personally experienced, even though me and my kid's dad, you know, we were living together and we were engaged and things like that. I wasn't married. We were engaged for for years. We were together for years, but I wasn't married. So I'm not going to try to speak on something that I haven't learned firsthand because even still a relationship is just a relationship. But, um, I learned then that, wow, uh, people can be really out for self. And when, even when we're not really recognizing it, like if you're a naturally good person, if you are a person who, you know, you stand on business and you have morals, you have values and things like that, you tend to try to more so focus on your own way of being and doing things, not necessarily pro- projecting when you're aware, not necessarily projecting how you feel and who you are off on someone else. But even though sometimes we can do it, even when we don't know that we're doing it, even though sometimes it could be an innocence to it, but it can also be, of course, not so innocent. That's why I want you to understand that when it comes to energy, it has a lot to do with the things that you allow into your mind. And that's why I say you have to become aware and be aware of the things that you are thinking in the moment. Because what you think, what you believe is what you become. And that can alter your energetic levels or your energetic field or your aura and things like that. And I feel like we take those things not for granted, but we don't we don't put enough thought into it. We don't put enough thought into it, I guess. I try I tried to say something else, but I couldn't get the word out. But anyway, 
we're when we when we are not paying attention is when we allow for outside influences to affect us the most. When we are tired, we allow for outside influences to affect us the most. And those things can keep you in a energetic vibration where you're not being productive or you're not allowing for a certain flow to be present because you want a a good energetic flow. And a lot of that stems from us letting our thoughts take control, letting the thoughts of others take control. And we don't want to do that. You don't want to be a person who is so easily manipulated and you're thinking that you're just going with the flow and in actuality, people take advantage of that, you know? It's what they say. They People take your kindness for weakness. They see you as being kind and not wanting to be confrontational as, well, I can just do anything and this person is going to go this way. They're going to go that way because they're not the type that that wants to rock the boat. And it's good to be kind because I'm a kind, I feel like I'm a kind person. I feel like I'm a nice person. And I know for a fact that for years that was taken advantage of even by, of course, by the people that are closest to you. And it took for me to go through my awakening to see how the things that was happening to me was really affecting my life to where I was living the life of what other people wanted me to live and not what I wanted to live. All because nine times out of 10, it was based off an attachment issue that I had stemming from growing up not getting the validation that I needed emotionally or not having my father in the home. Even though I know, I mean, you know, he was around or whatever, but still it's not the same thing. And you don't notice how these things affect you until you do have your awakening and you wake up. And when you do wake up, you start to look at everybody differently. You see them through the lens of, your truth and not the truth of what they wanted you to believe. And it takes us a while to get there sometimes, but when we do, it is the right time because you have to understand. And I know we all heard this before is that what is meant for you won't miss you. It's just the same as People, I've heard people say, yeah, I wish I would have went through this at certain, at this time, or I wish I hadn't went ahead and did this. Well, no, you did it when you were supposed to do it. Don't ever regret when you don't, don't regret that because something could have happened to where it could have been detrimental to you. You know what I mean? My oldest son lives with his grandmother and right before I had this really bad incident happen in my life, he was about to... Um, move in with me and my kids dad and we were just going to be this one big happy family, whatever, whatever. And um, something very, very bad happened. And luckily, luckily it happened when it did because had my oldest son came and stayed, it would have been hurtful to him 
because my situation got so bad. I mean, once I left my children's father, my situation got horrible. It got terrible. Like the, the stuff that we're saying now with men killing these women or being very upset with women, I, I've experienced, luckily, knock on wood, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's married now, but luckily he didn't kill me, but had I not left when I did, it, it seemed as though it was leading there. And all of that could have really hurt my son, him seeing that type of stuff firsthand, which is why I tell people, you know, I've dated guys and a lot of guys that I've dated, a lot of guys that I've dated, uh, has this idea or even friends that I've had that are guys had this idea of, well, I want a girl who had both of her parents and, has lived this certain type of lifestyle. And I used to tell one of my good friends, I used to tell them all the time, I'm like, why would you want that? Like, like, why would you make that so specific? Like, why would you feel like that holds value? So, because, you know, they, they can know how to do, you know, do certain things. And, you know, they had this certain type of stability. This is all things that he had in his mind now that he really believes. So I said, well, Oprah didn't have any of her parents. He was like, what? I said, Oprah didn't have any parents. I was like, she was an orphan and she's a billionaire. I said, there's a lot of people who was raised with even just a single parent home who are doing very well for themselves, who are in successful relationships, who are moving on in their life and doing things that they, you know, that they do. They're good people. And I said, so why would you think that that was like a deal breaker for you? And then he found him one <laughs> and he found him one and it was horrible for him. It was terrible. All she saw growing up in her two parent home. Well, and this is not every two parent home and I am not trying to bash anybody who grew up in a two parent home. I'm just saying that I want you to recognize what's been placed in your head as something right versus what, how you can be blocking yourself. Let me just say that and blocking your own blessings. But I was like, so he found, he found him a girl. He ended up having a baby bar and he found out she was batshit crazy and that she was so used to toxicity. She was so used to, it's like she didn't, she, she didn't understand that people could have just a normal, uh, non-toxic relationship. She thought it had to be fights. She thought it had to be, you know, abusive and things like that. And he used to tell me, he's, you know, he never hit her. Not that he's, he didn't tell me he ever hit her, but he was like, yeah, he said, well, it seems like she just wanted me to knock her head between the wash and the dry. So it seems like, that's how she knew what love was because that's what she was modeled growing up. And I was like, damn, it's kind of sad. But I say that to say certain things that has been placed in our head has been, has, has altered our view of certain things can 
play a part in the way that we think about things, outside influences. And that will have you in situations that you were never supposed to be in. But see, what I will say is God will use the very thing that you claim that you need or that you want and show you why. Like, now this is what you get for thinking this. And now I have to show you better. Now I have to show you that what you're saying makes no sense. You shouldn't allow for something so mundane and so kind of ignorant at that to twist your mind into thinking that this is what you need. You know what I mean? In order to have a good relationship, in order to have something sustainable or stable in your life, like you think you've put that label on that or someone around you has put that label on that and you're going, you're basing your beliefs off of something that's not even real or that's not even true because anything can be true. Anything can be worked in a way where it benefits you, especially if God so chose it to be that way. But what we tend to do as people is try to take things in our own hand and think that we know best when sometimes we just don't. Sometimes we are just supposed to be alone for the ride and life and let life flow and and be aware of the thoughts and the actions of not only ourselves, but the actions of others. Because just as much as we can be manipulated by outside influences, we can all, we too are those outside influences to someone else. And the best uh, example of that is that whenever I've dated somebody in the past and they had this particular thing about them that I guess tends to resonate with me, I I started doing it myself. Let's say a person I dated liked having their space. So in me dating that person and getting used to the fact that hey this person likes th- likes their space when I when that relationship t- ended and I met someone else, I became that. I became, I, I, I got, it was almost as if, is, and I, this is going to sound bad, but it's almost as if I got trained. You know, my mind, my mind got trained into, oh, well, you like your space now. When in actuality, no, I didn't like my space. I like being clingy and I like hanging on to people. But it was because I dealt with somebody who was that way it was almost as if I shape-shifted into being what they wanted into, instead of standing my ground and saying, okay, well, maybe this relationship isn't for me because I like being clunky. You see what I'm saying? You see how that alone changes changes you and changes the outcome of your, of your future situation simply because... We allow ourselves to be kind of manipulated by things that we had no idea that we could be manipulated by. It's things that we not even, and and it makes a world of difference, I'm telling you. It really does. And we just have to be careful. We have to be careful with what we allow in and what we allow to affect our brains. And when we get, when we first get the initial thought 
we need to recognize why we're having that thought and instead of attaching to it, especially when we have new people in our life, because they, they don't, they shouldn't have to pay for the sins of the previous person. Let's just be honest. And now I, as an adult, you know, you got to know who you are, what's, what's your preferences, what, what are your standards, what are your boundaries, and you have to stick to those things. And when you stick to those things, it'll make it a lot easier for when someone comes into your life and you two aren't necessarily on the same page, on the same level. Now, either you two can work it out to where you compromise and things can go out, go from there, or you can just accept like, hey, you know what? We're two different people. We don't want the same things and that's okay. And believe it or not, people get very upset when they can't manipulate you. People get very upset when they can't shape you into what they want you to be for the time being, because a lot of times when those situations happen, they don't last very long because eventually someone wakes up. Eventually you'll get tired. You'll get tired because you know, in your heart of hearts. And even if you don't know, you will become aware that what you, how you're living and what you're doing isn't necessarily what you wanted. It's what someone else wanted and you'll get tired because it, it'll start to eat at you. It'll start, you'll start getting antsy. You'll start feeling some type of way like, why do I feel like this? Or like, all of a sudden you're not happy. And you're not happy because you're not living your truth. You're living the truth of someone else. And and you, you can't live like that. I mean, you can live like that if you so choose to, but I don't know how happy you're going to be. Probably going to be pretty disappointed after a while, especially when a person feels like, they can go and make somebody else just like you. And then they leave you. Like, well, tired of playing with her or him and how he feels and his emotions and things. Let me go play with someone else. And then they'll leave and then they'll go play with somebody else. And then they'll get bored of them and they'll come back to you. And because you feel as though you have became what this person wanted, you will then think that y'all are supposed to be together. <laughs> Holy crap. It's so sad. It's it's so sad, but it's, it's how life is. And if you're not paying attention, you can end up in a three-year situationship going in circles, not understanding why you're there. None of, I mean, because you, you, you wouldn't know. And then you wake up and you're like, holy shit, like I've been in this crap for this long and I don't even know why. Like, why am I here? I don't want this. This isn't even me. But it's a good thing that you've noticed. It's a good thing that you've taken the time to wake up. Now, now you have to go start all the way over, learn yourself again, learn what you like again, set, recreate your boundaries because God knows you let that last person knock every last one of those down and understand that you can't allow for anything just to get inside your head and manipulate you out of what you want out of life. Because that's the main goal of a person who is probably narcissistic or even sociopathic, but who's to say I've dealt with both.
I think the sociopath was worse. Of course it was worse because narcissism is just somebody just that has an extremely big ego and don't know how to, uh, don't know how to compromise, nor do they understand that they're ever in the wrong. A sociopath, however, is more on the lines of, I want to ruin you. You did this to me. Now let me do whatever I can to ruin your life. It's kind of how sociopaths works. And I've experienced both and they're not fun for sure. That's why when people talk, when I hear people talk on Instagram or I keep name dropping Instagram, I'm sorry, any social media site and the girls in the comments, I'm like, yeah, I want this type of crazy. No, I've had crazy. Crazy is not cute. Crazy is not fun. Crazy is scary. It's scary. You want toxic. You don't want crazy. Let's just be clear. Those are two different things. Someone can be toxic and just not be a good person to be with and have all these emotional damages that they haven't healed, all these scars and stuff. But crazy? No, crazy is that sad crap that you see when the guy comes and he shoots the mother or vice versa because it happens the girl that ran into the wall to kill and killed the boyfriend and his best friend those are things that's crazy that's crazy and we we not we're not about to do that okay we're not about to do that that's not what we want okay just not what we want we want healthy we want positive we want prosperous we want abundance. We want all the good stuff. We want love, happiness, joy, laughter, hope, faith. That's what we want. Wealth. That's what we want in all areas of our life. Not just in relationships, also in our work environments, also with our friends, because one thing that I can tell you is that if a person can manipulate you into getting what they want out of any situation, they're going to do it. Whether it's your boss, whether it's your coworker, whether it's your friend, whether it's somebody that you just met or not even met, if you at the store or something, like people will do it. It's like they smell it on you. <laughs> It's like they smell your niceness or your kindness or they see it on your face or something. It's like, you know, bam, right on your forehead, tattooed or something. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, and then again, you know, I may, I may just have one of those faces where people look at me and they just automatically think that I am just the sweetest thing in the world. And even though I'm sweet and I've been told this, that I, I'm usually, what, what what did he say? I'm the sweetest, mean person he's ever met. And I'm not mean, I'm stern. And I don't fall for anything. And I protect myself and those who I love and my things. And I'm very firm on that. Now, another person can call it mean, but I call it being protective. I call it being aware and I call it, having boundaries okay and it is okay to have boundaries people will call you mean when you don't let them cross your boundaries we all should have them 
like I just said before, people will get mad at you if they feel like they cannot manipulate you. And it's your job to not be manipulated unless you want to be, unless you want to be a pick me, unless you want to be, unless you still have childhood traumas or attachment issues that you had, that you haven't healed from yet. And even then it's not okay, but it's okay as, as long as you see that you have them. Because once you see that you have these issues, it's going to get to a point where it's going to be so unsettling that you won't have no choice but to start working on them. Because you're not going because you're just not going to be happy. You're going to, once you know, you know, and there's no going back, sad to say. There's no going back. Trust me, I have lost some really good people that I thought I would grow old with. Friends. That once I saw that, even though they were my friend, let me rephrase. Once I saw that I was their friend and they weren't my friend, or if they were my friend, they were only my friend because of what they could get out of me. Not because necessarily that they had some type of like of me. Like I've had a friend where it got to a point where I said to myself, this girl does not like me. She doesn't like me. So why does she always have me around? And I quickly figured it out. You know, I, I kind of had, I had more money than her. I was, I had the money to go out and have fun and do things that I wanted to do. How I wanted to do them, do them, do them. And, and she didn't. So, I realized when I would come go home on the weekend and she was like, yeah, you're going to grab a bottle or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm hanging out. I got a bottle. What's up? And to get there to see her with her other friend where they just finished a bottle, little small bill for some shit. Didn't leave a drop for me, but now we about to party off mine and y'all already two shades in the wind. Man, get out of here. It's things like that you got to recognize, man. And and at first it was like, I didn't mind. I didn't mind because I just wanted to hang out. I needed to hang out, be around some adults. You know what I mean? And again, people taking your kindness for weakness, but you too doing... And what I had to learn also is that the part that I played in it knowing that I saw it, but I ignored it because I wanted to hang out because I was getting something out of it too. So I'm not about to sit right here and act like I was just so innocent as well. Like I knew I wanted to hang out or whatever. And it, not, it doesn't mean that I had to buy a bottle to hang out, but I knew I wanted to have fun. So there was, it was almost, if you want to look at it, it was almost as if they were benefiting off of, my wanting to do something. So then it got to a point where I had to realize, did I want to hang out? Because I'm a type of person where, yeah, I'll hang out at the crib and we can have fun at the house and whenever blase blase. But when I want to go out, I want to go out sometimes. And it got to a point where when I wanted to go out, no one else was willing to go out. So now I'm sitting here in somebody's house just drinking my liquor. 
and just doing what I'm doing. And that alone, that alone got, it got, it got old real quick, but it got older faster because when I didn't want to just sit in the crib and I wanted to go out, but again, now mind you, if we're going out, that means what? I'm not buying a bottle. I'm going to drink when I get out there. Even though, see, us some people pregame, but whatever. It's not the same as them just being able to sit in the crib and just drink up my shit. You know what I mean? They don't want to put on clothes. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. But at the end of the day, I want you to understand that the people closest to you sometimes are the ones you have to watch out for the most because these are the people that know for a fact that they have you have something that they can benefit from and I know it's not fair and I know it it, it kind of sucks to to hear because you think oh man well I don't think you know my mother would be like this. Yes, your mom too. You have to understand at the end of the day, your parents are par- are people too. Your parents are their own selves too. You think about you right now. And if you have children, you are a mother and you are a person and you know what your experiences are, are excuse me. So your parents are the exact same way. Regardless of them being in what I have found is that The way I think isn't common. And that was hard for me to believe. Some of the things that are so common to me is just not common to other people. And it took me a while to understand that and accept it because I'm like, damn. So you mean to tell me this person may not think like this and understanding that they will to manipulate you just to get what they want out of a situation? You even have to be careful with people wishing certain things happen to you so they can benefit from the outcome. Like, damn, I wish, damn, I wish uh, Emperor Star would, uh, I ain't going to say lose my job, but I wish Emperor Star would uh, move back home or get tired of where she stay at. Dang, I really wish she'd get tired of where she stay at. And then they, and that not knowing that they're throwing bad juju at you, not knowing that they're throwing negative energy at you. And like I said, at the, at the, at the beginning of the, the, uh, the episode, I was about to say the reading, my bad, <laughs> but at the beginning of the, I was about to say it again, the beginning of the episode, how people can, you know, they was wishing that I, I would move back home and me knowing that I don't want to move back home. But next thing you know, you're having certain types of troubles simply because of somebody else wishing something on you simply due to their, for their benefit, not necessarily understanding that they not, that might not be what you want. And why would you want to wish that I got tired of where I stay at simply because you want me to move at home like but people do those kinds of things they do but and they do it because they know that in some way shape form or fashion they will benefit from the outcome of it 
So you have to be careful. You have to understand that sometimes, you know, you got to go hard because no, somebody else. And then it's not even necessarily saying that they want to see you fail. It's just saying that they just wish that they could get something out of what you're doing. And if you're doing a particular thing that they can't benefit from, then yeah, sometimes they may feel some type of way about it. And it sucks to say, but you, and you also have to recognize when they're doing that. You know what I mean? Just be mindful, be aware, understand that the slightest of things can happen and you not know it. And it's simply because somebody else was, you know, behind the scenes, just hoping and praying. I remember I, I started a training to be a supervisor. So my, uh, hours changed. And, um, when my hours changed, my son hated it. Like, Oh, he hated it. He hated going to the babysitter's house. He's one of those kids where, you know, go home after school and I can be in my space with my things. And, you know, sometimes he even hates going to the store. So I remember one day I was like, uh, Oh, well, I don't have to go to work today. I'm going back to my old schedule. He said, really? He said, you don't have to, you don't have to go back to work. And I was like, no, cause I was picking them up from school on my break, on my lunch break. And I was like, no, I'm off today. He was like, oh, thank God. He said, so we don't have to go to so-and-so's house anymore. And I was like, yes, you don't have to go to so-and-so's house anymore. And he goes, oh, he said, thank you, God. He said, I had been praying and I had my fingers crossed that I could just go home today. And you you don't see, you see how that worked. You see how he was praying, but it was only due to his, he was praying for something that he felt like was, would be good for him. But it was at the expense of me losing something that I wanted. That's how people work, but he's my son. So, uh, you know, I, I ain't gonna lie. They, my kids are a little spoiled. I try to get them what they need and what they want. I'm not gonna lie to you. So it didn't really bother me that much that he would want that because he's, he's my little boy. But yeah, yet and still, think about another person that's not your child doing that though. Sounds kind of fucked up, right? And people do it. People do do that. And you're walking around living your innocent life, drinking your water, you know, minding your business. And somebody behind you is just saying, like, well, damn, I hope she get tired and get out this damn line at this stove so I can just go ahead and get up out of here. You see what I'm saying? That's how people are. And I think we need to be aware of that. And understanding that how sometimes, you know, the energy that plays a part in things or the energy that's thrown at you sometimes is just to manipulate you so that someone else can get what they want. And we too do it. And also understanding that we can't be a hypocrite now. We can't preach this thing and then act like we don't know that we do it ourselves because like I said, we all do it. Whether we recognize it or not, we all doing it. And we just need to be aware of that. Especially when, you know, it may be at the uh, detriment of someone else. Be mindful 
of what we do and how we do things and the thoughts that we have because they can become real and they can become real life for someone else. But hopefully this first episode is very helpful to you. I hope you learned something and thank you again for joining me and Pristar on my very first episode of Divinely Genius. Peace and blessings to all. Remember to take care of yourselves and your families and stay blessed. Thank you.